igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. One, I think, from a religious point of view, from from experiencing different culture in places like uh, uh, Abu Dhabi and Malaysia, going to different mosques with different traditions than we're used to, that was very fascinating for us. And then being in India was very fascinating um, just to see, just to see so many people living a lifestyle of, of, of a struggle, really, of poverty and, and, and begging for things. And it was just really eye-opening. Being able to see all these places, I had never been to Asia before, and never been to the Middle East before, uh, and just being able to hear languages other than just, you know, French or Spanish or Italian, and being able to see people in clothing that's different, seeing, eating food that's different, you know, not that I was really super adventurous in the food front, you know, I might, I would make, made fun of because I would eat a lot of Nature Valley bars. But, <laughs> Keep uh, it safe. Know, just, just, just seeing everything, seeing everything and, and just and being exposed to it, which it was this really, really special moment. Grandpa Jim, I never met Grandpa Jim, but yes. I heard he's very handy. And he used to say, you know, measure twice, cut once. And, and she always told me to, listen twice and speak once. So I think that's always something I carry along with me. It's, 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 you always need to listen. And, and I always, my friends always make fun of me because I'm so observant. But I think listening goes a long way and it always reminds me of who I am. You know, I look in the, I look in the mirror here, I look in the pond, I see my mother and it just inspires me to, to continue on in her image and uh, just remember who I am deep down. I'm the same person. I have the same values that she instilled in me. The same, the same inspiration, the same characteristics, the same goals in life that we have are very similar people. And just that, that line, remember who you are, even though Mufaso had, had, had passed away, my mother's passed away, still there in the spirit, still motivating me uh, to continue. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Byer. On this episode of the What's Your Inspiration podcast... We have Adriana Girdler. Adriana, who I recently met at TEDx Hickory, is a speaker and author of eight books, also a noted business efficiency and productivity expert. Known for her passion, charisma, humor, and vision, Adriana is the president and CEO of Cornerstone Dynamics, a prominent business efficiency consulting firm, helping both individuals and businesses do what they do, only better. This should be fun. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. As said before, we have Adriana Girdler on today. Adriana and I met at TEDx Hickory earlier in November. Adriana, how are you today? Fox, I'm doing really well. It truly is a pleasure to be on your podcast and I'm quite honored, so thank you. Uh, it is my distinct pleasure, you know, when we met a few weeks back, I, I, I thought you would be great um, because of your enthusiasm and because you're efficient and effective. <laughs> well, that is what I do for a living, yes. <laughs> I, I definitely need some help in, in, in that area, and I know our listeners do too. So let's get right into it. In your latest book, the Visual Vision Statement Workbook, you explain the importance of creating a, vis a, a personal vision statement. Explain why creating one is 
powerful and important for someone? Uh, it, it's, it's something that I learned over the years from business, and I've kind of taken it on a personal note. So um, in business, it's all about strategy and your goals and your objectives because you need to know where you're going. You need to drive the ship so to speak. Um, and I found early on in my own life how I felt I was spinning my wheels and I kind of took what business did and I uh, tweaked it to a more personal note and I found it to be extremely successful. And I, I'm a big believer of not reinventing the wheel. And so if something is working really well, why not try to make that work for yourself? And that's exactly what I did. But, um, you know, at, over the years, what I was finding is, you know, I really had to go in depth. And that's what I love about uh, the workbook that I created is it allows for individuals to actually do the deeper work that's needed to understand what is it that they really want in life, what are their passions. Because if you can connect to that, you can live a life with purpose. And that's ultimately what every single one of us truly uh, really want in this world is what is my purpose and am I living it? Because I, I don't like regrets. Me neither. Me neither. But I'll tell you, uh, Adriana, I have plenty of regrets. And as a school teacher, a lot of them stem from spending five or six hours on a Sunday planning for class when I very well could have spent two hours. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the effective and efficient part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all But, but that's all good. I mean, as, as long as you can learn from them. But um, and, and those regrets are a little bit different than the regrets in life that perhaps you didn't follow something that was truly in your heart. And those are the ones where um, I think we don't have to have to live through. We can actually go through our fears. Um, and then by doing that, we can actually live a life that has meaning and purpose to us. And, I, and everyone has that ability to do it. It's not just for a select few. Every single one of us is put on this earth to live our purpose and our passion. And the big thing with that is you have to do the work behind it to get there. And uh, it's not superficial or surface level stuff and the workbook that I created is just something that I, I use uh, with myself and other individuals but also with corporations to get them really deep into what is it that they're about and it's just a really lovely guide to allow to go step by step as to how do you figure out what your purpose and your passion is. People if you if you are a reader I highly recommend it because because so many people I think and I can include myself in this have taken a while to really find their passion. And a lot of times it scares me because you can you can fail at something that you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, it's we we look at other people around us and, and I think even more so in today's day and age, I'm finding with all of the technology we have and how connected we really are. We really are very connected more so than we were. We're globally connected. The connectivity is instantaneous. But with that connectivity, I think it's taken us away from who we really are. And we're putting on, I like to say, the act or the guise of, oh, life is great and grand. I mean, take a look at, you know, Facebook posts, Instagram streams. Everything looks awesome. But if you ask someone truly, you know, how are you doing? And they were to be open and honest, they'd probably say, well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing or what exactly it is that I want. And, you know, there is this little bit of people feeling lost, I'm finding. And you don't have to feel lost. We're here, you just have to reconnect. And, and I think that's the thing. So it's shifting people's thinking of instead of going outward to search for what they want, you're not going to find it outward. You have to do the inward search and go, okay, what is it that I want? And 
uh, not get distracted by life and the busyness of it. Agreed. And as far as what I want, uh, Adriana, is I want more answers. Next question. <laughs> I want more answers because I want, to, I want to be efficient and I want to find my passion. Some of us say pecans, others say pecans. Do you tend to say ought or should? Please explain. Okay. Um, I ought. And, and, and I'll tell you this. I had um, a fantastic mentor of mine who, because I, I used to say should. I totally used to say should. And believe you me, um, I, I, my, the, the lessons that I have learned over my life are the ones that I now share. So I've been through all this. So this is not uh, something that I've never been through. So I used to say should. And, and, and the analogy is this. And, and I, I hope um, when, you, when you say should, you should on yourself. Okay, I'm a little tongue in cheek here, right? You and and it's and there's this negative connotation. It's either it's right or wrong with the shit. Oh, I should have done that. I should have done that. Which means, well, what you did was wrong, or it wasn't right, or could have been better. And I, I'm not saying not to challenge yourself, but there's this judgment, and the, it's the judgment that I'm I'm asking people to stop judging ourselves mm. so harshly and hard. And if you use the word ought, there's this neutrality to it. So, oh. I ought to have done that. And it maybe sounds formal, but it actually neutralizes uh, the thing so that we don't take it so hard on ourselves. Because I do find that we're our hardest critics. And if we're looking to move forward to passion and purpose, I think we have to stop judging ourselves so much and be loving and forgiving. And uh, that's a real big one that you can do for yourself is stop using the word should. Amen to that. I can see how regret Adriana works in that, in, in the word should. There's, I think, an implied regret to that. Ought, like you said, the word neutrality there just rings in my head. I, I love that, how you explain mm -hmm. that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, following question, you, you live your life being efficient. You want people to find their passion and purpose and then be efficient at doing that, Correct. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, you know what? I, yes, because I, I am an efficiency expert, a productivity efficiency expert. So I'm a big believer that, you know, here's the thing. We don't have control over time. Um, if I did, um, man, I, I, I don't know what I'd be doing, not from a standpoint of changing careers, but I have magic powers, I think, if I can control time. <laughs> we, we, we can't control time. So time is constantly ticking away. And I think that's regret comes into play is time passes by and then people go, holy smokes, what am I doing? And I, that's why you hear sometimes a lot of people will, will, you know, quote unquote, have that midlife crisis or the wake up, I'd like to say. They actually wake up and they realize, what have I been doing for the last X amount of years? And, <laughs> you know, time and life is too precious to kind of let it just go with a flow without any direction or without any purpose that you particularly want. So, um, yeah, I believe, understand who you are, understand who you are, understand what is it that you want, not what other people expect from you, but what you want. Uh, find that passion, connect with it. And if you can do it effectively and efficiently, uh, because everything I do has purpose and people always say, major, and how do you get so much done? And it's not a question of how do I get so much done? I'm just very clear with, what's important to me, what my passion and purpose is. And so every step I take is in line with that, which by the way, I love doing. And so when I guess I, when I do quote unquote work, it's not work to me. Um, I love it. And that, that passion kind of comes out because 
and knowing you for a short period of time, you're an extremely busy person, but you're able to do so much because you just love every second of what you do. Exactly. And I think that's what people have a hard time with because you're so busy with stuff that they don't like. Mm. Um, and, and, and then there's this kind of misery that gets, you know, associated with it. And then, you know, depression can come into play with that too. And, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, you know, my, my life is not quote unquote perfect because I don't believe in perfection. Um, you know, I have my ups and downs, but I'll tell you what, because I know I'm in my purpose and in my flow and following my passion, my downs, even though they can be challenging, um, are, are just little bumps in the road and they give me the strength I need and the lessons I need to learn in order to be even better. Got you. So bumps like moguls. Uh, are you a skier, yeah. Adriana? Um, years and years ago when I was really young. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> me me the too. The older I get, the more, uh, the more I stop doing those things. Yes, the longer it was since I last skied. That's the... Yeah. That's definitely what happened to me. The last time I skied, I remember wiping out at a, a mountain called the Greek Peak in upstate New York. And I look up and somebody on the ski lift says, hey, dude, nice wipe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just hurts more now. <laughs> it does. It does. It's just a lot harder. It hurts more. Oh, I yeah. agree. Yeah, it's harder to get up. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. From looking at your, your website and, and a little video on your website, you showed people little ways you could make a meeting more effective. And you used toys, and it was one of your examples. Explain how some toys can make a meeting more effective. Yeah, um, I, you know, for those people who uh, work in corporations, they probably uh, are rolling their eyes right now because, you know, meetings... I find now we're meeting more than ever, but our meetings are really ineffective. And, and so it's because, you know, there's a lack of agendas, purpose. There's a whole bunch of aspects to it. So one of the techniques I use, because a lot of my clients will bring me in for very special meetings, like, okay, Jane, we have this major strategy. We need, you know, we need someone, an outsider to come in and guide us. So uh, one of the techniques I use are toys, because a lot of the work we do is creativity work. And, you know, if, if you're going to – and there's like three types of learners, there's visual, audio, and kinesthetics. And it's the ability to actually touch and feel something and have, you know, be able to use Play-Doh. I use Play-Doh a lot. I use Rubik's Cubes. I use um, squishy balls. In fact, I even do uh, real soft, real soft balls that we use to throw at each other if we do idea killers. Yes. <laughs> which, is, which is really cool because then it, it breaks down. Uh, hierarchies, it breaks down, break down silos, and it really gets people focused. And I don't know, there's something about toys, which I think breaks down some barriers for people. It's like, there's toys on the table. Oh, okay. Already their mindset has changed. So it's a, it's a pretty cool technique to bring in, but you have to set it up. You just can't bring in toys. You kind of have to set it up, and I usually say the beginning of the meeting is really critical, where you set your rules, your expectations, why the toys are there, etc. Right. I, I think it humanizes people, uh, Adrian. I think when you when you put a Play-Doh, you mentioned Play-Doh. You put Play-Doh in front of me, I could go from uh, really uptight and serious, and that might help me relax. And when I relax, I'm confident. And when I'm confident, I'm better. It makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah, completely. And, and this is why, like, you hear 
you know, uh, companies like Google's uh, Playrooms or, you know, LinkedIn and Microsoft and those large uh, software companies that are constantly looking to create the next new software. And it's such a it's such a, a quick industry, too, so they're constantly have to redevelop things. So that's why you hear that stuff. But for a lot of the um, other types of businesses out there, even more traditional type businesses, it's really something to consider uh, that they do is to really, you know, set aside a Playroom, quote unquote, where you have those fun things in there that people can go in borrow or just hang out to create. That is how you get innovation. And that's what all companies want. Yes. Well, this, this, this whole interview has been innovative to me and I think to, <laughs> to a lot of people. So toys, break them out. It's Christmas season, people. Toys for your you meetings. Throw them in, a, throw them in your, uh, your stocking. They will work. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny because I do buy toys for my nieces and nephews. Uh, but when I'm in uh, the toy store, I actually go shopping for workshops and for adults <laughs> all the time. We're getting Play-Doh and, and Rubik's Cubes for 45-year-old uh, men and women. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Always have the point of view of a child. And, child and uh, Adriana, you certainly have that. Well, you know what? I, there's, I think children are magical, and they are so connected to their purpose. Um, they don't have all of the judgment and all of the, as I like to call, the white noise of life. So there's a lot to actually learn from children. And if we take a peek at them and really open our eyes and actually spend the time, not just gloss over, but spend the time, you could learn so much, so much from them and, and, bring, and bring it back because it's not as if, you're bringing it into the world. It's already existing. It's there. You probably did it once yourself, but bringing it back and tweaking it to allow you to work in uh, today's context of being an adult. Man, man. So, so well put. I, mean, I like to carry on, but it is time for, for our game of what, which, and where. As I, as I um, <laughs> explained to you earlier, I'll say a famous quote, line, and you tell us from where it came. So, Adriana, are you ready? Okay, I, I, okay, the pressure is on. I will do my best. Well, I, as a suggestion, uh, as I ask you these questions, I, from, from your suggestions, I would get your favorite toy right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> to get you to relax. Well I love it. In fact, you know what's quite funny um, is I do. I do actually have. Uh, I'm literally going over to uh, a little stuffed toy bear that used to be my son's, um, and I'm bringing it out here. That's going to be my little good luck charm. All right, stuffed toy bear. Does it have a name? I'm sorry. Does it have a name? Does it have a name? Mm -hmm. uh, no, just, just bear. Like when my kids were young, they were very simple. They called uh, their puppy stuffed animal puppy. Their bear stuffed animal bear. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's their bear. It's the only bear that they know. So I, I can understand that. <laughs> All right. With your son's stuffed bear from childhood, here is the yeah. first quote from What, Which, and Where. Okay. Only you can take inner freedom away from yourself or give it to yourself. Nobody else can. That would be Maya Angelou. That's a, that's a great guess. Yeah, it, it's not Maya. It, it, it's not Maya Angelou, but it's from a book that um, that you have a great affinity for. Oh, are we talking about Michael Singer? You, we certainly are. Oh my goodness, the Untethered Soul. Yes, and yes, and yes. Sorry, that's an amazing book. Highly recommend it reading it. Really is. Yeah. Inner freedom. You can only give it to yourself or take it away. No one else can. You are yeah. one oh. for one. 
I don't know. I would say I'm maybe zero for one. <laughs> I'm terrible at these games, but I'm okay with it. I'm on the well, next uh, one. Let's I, go to the next one there, Fox. Okay, we'll, we'll, bounce, we'll bounce to number two, okay? <laughs> here's, here's the next quote. As I stroll, I sing, I hum, a bevy of ideas to choose from. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, I have ideas that I choose from. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm getting stuck on that one. I honestly getting stuck on I, I want to say, can you say that again one more time for me? Absolutely. As I stroll, I sing, I hum, a bevy of ideas to choose from. Um, I, I want to say, I want to say that comes from my mindfulness play pocketbook. Is that true? Your mindfulness, your, your mindfulness pocketbook. Uh, not, not, not mine personally. Uh, the one that I, I do like a lot, Gil, uh, Hasten. Gil Hasten, mindfulness pocketbook. Is that your final answer? Um, I, I am terrible at these games, but uh, yes, that's my favorite <laughs> answer. <laughs> I, 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 I'm putting undue pressure on you, uh, Adriana. Oh my gosh. Totally, totally undue. I, I just I just love this. That is actually from my book of poetry called Letter Kindling. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? You're an awesome poet, by the way. And if, you're, if your listeners don't know what the poetry that you did at TEDx, I was, I was very moved by it, by the way. Well, why, thank you. Why, thank you. This, uh, this particular line is from a, a poem called A Walk Outside to Get Inside Myself. So, um, and I guess to give you a little bit of background, I stole the title from the, the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. But I, that's, the, the poem is not his words, but the title was, uh, cool. are, are his words. So, uh, hey, inspiration, right? Yes, and we are on the What's Your Inspiration podcast, so it seems to work. I love it. Seems to work. But to break off from this, Adriana, you mentioned that among music, books, and movies, nature gives you the biggest inspiration. Explain. Yeah, yeah it's, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm a big hiker, and I, what I recognize and realize when I'm with nature, I, it's the ability to actually reconnect with this earth because we're all a part of it, right? Um, yes. When, when we die, we die, you know, our, we literally, our body decomposes us back into this earth and there's this cycle of life to it. So my inspiration is getting reconnected to the, the, um, to our, you know, universe, our, our core being. And I just find when I do that, it just puts perspective back in for me that really, you know, I'm just a grain um, of sand in this large sandbox of, of this world, or I'm just a drop in the ocean. Um, so it humbles me, and I think that's really important. Um, I have confidence, and I, I'm a big believer in that, but not at the expense of other people and not at the expense of this earth. And um, I just, it's, it just allows me to see how big it is and how powerful it is and to be humble with it and respectful. No question about it. I, and you can tell from the, the poem that I wrote, that's where I get my inspirations because you, you, it's the minute you walk outside, you, you are this, just this speck 
on on, yeah. on on earth and it's uh it's just something that captures my attention i tend to forget things that are bothering me yeah and it just allows it and what i love about it is that um there is no problem big enough to ever you know you just go back into nature and you go okay you know what man look how look how great all of this is and and how even the amazingness of how it's all been created and, and whether you take it from a spiritual standpoint or a non-spiritual standpoint, it doesn't matter. There's still true awe or awesomeness. If you're going to use the word, that's really where it should be used is when you take a look at nature and how this world is and the creation of it and how it supports life. It's quite, uh, it's awe-inspiring. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And it, 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 it will always be that way. Always. Yeah. Yeah, and it's our job to take care of it. So, yes, we—if we—it's our job to take care of it. We are the stewards. <laughs> we are—we are the sewers. Uh, there's, there's probably no question about that. Especially when it comes to my diet over the years, I might be a—I might be a, a sewer of sorts. So, uh, anywho, we will go on to line or, or I should say question number three of what, which, and where. Adriana, this is a fill-in. Here we go. Always be yourself unless you can be blank. Uh, always be yourself unless you can be blank. Um, uh, so blank meaning uh, insert, finish that sentence. No, I, I, I totally <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just, oh, Fox, I am so terrible at these games. No, you're not. Um, uh, Always, oh, I give up. Well, who is it? What is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's not throw in the towel. You, uh, this is a, uh, a movie that you watched on your way back from the mindfulness retreat in October from Ireland. Yeah, it was okay. It's from Wonder Woman, but you know what, Fox? I'm so terrible at remembering those details. <laughs> now, if, if if my husband Mike was here, he'd be able to, you know, give you every every information. Is that just not my strong suit? <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> that was that. Um, actually, I I've never watched it, but now if we want to go into the the retreat you went to to in Ireland, did this? Uh, how did that retreat impact you? Um. It made my mindfulness practice even deeper. So I have, and um, my spirituality connectivity even deeper. Um, I, I've done other retreats. I've actually done a pilgrimage to Iona, Scotland quite a few years back, and that was very powerful. Wow. Um, but this mindful one one was really cool because what I realized and recognize is um, I, I really take a holistic approach in how I do business. I, I'm very much a business person, effective and efficiency and productivity. I understand uh, rate of returns, ROIs, and you know all the talk that needs to be done, but I also am a firm believer that uh, we got to look at things holistically. you got to bring in other aspects. And so I just finished up some training at University of Toronto for mindfulness. So this retreat I went to was a lovely uh, addition, and it just really um, solidified even more so how much I need to integrate mindfulness into the professional work that I do, particularly with corporations, because, um, again, remember how we talked about reconnecting and being having purpose and passion? Yes. Um, that whole mindfulness aspect is just another technique and way to get people connected to it. So it, it deepened my practice and it reinforced and made me realize, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start 
really purposefully bringing it into what I do. Um, and I'm putting myself out there because some people look at that and go mindfulness, huh? And it's like, yeah, no, if you want to be better at business, it's not just about the, the spreadsheet and the bottom line. It's about, we've got to look at things from a mindfulness perspective as well as an efficient perspective. So I may have to create a new tagline, like I'm the efficiency and mindfulness. Uh-huh. I don't know yet. Maybe this is the first time. Okay, listeners, you're hearing in here first. <laughs> On episode 25, we've got a yeah. possible change. <laughs> I should say, I should say yeah. an addition, an addition to, to your, your... In addition, yeah, yes. for sure, for sure, for sure. So that was, it was probably, and it was just an amazing group of people. There were um, 74 of us um, from 23 different countries. Wow. And it was, oh, oh yeah, it was powerful just from that standpoint and um, how through the mindfulness activities, particularly, uh, particularly the one day silent, a day of silence that we did, I felt more connected to them through silence than I did through um, talking, which really um, was a big aha for me, because when you're really connected to yourself and you do that pre-work of really getting connected and being mindful, when we went into our day of silence, which was, I think, on the fourth day, third day or fourth day, um, it was powerful in the most beautiful way ever. It was just unbelievable. So, And then that also sparked some interest for me. Maybe my next retreat is going to be like a five-day silent retreat, <laughs> which is hilarious because those who know me well... I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a big adjustment. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, speaking of, of impact you now uh, um, and passion, we're going to learn more about uh, Adriana now here. One of her passions beyond just business and productivity and efficiency is music. And from listening to your talk at TEDx, you, I guess, years ago... Were, 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 you're basically coaxed into playing some music, and now it's become a great passion for you. Explain how that kind of came about. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I was at, again, we can learn a lot from our, our youth, and I loved music when I was younger. And I used to play piano, but as I grew older, you know, that whole busyness of life kind of got in the way, and I quit. And I, and I didn't, I didn't touch music. And I didn't realize how important music was to me until uh, one day my godmother who passed away, I was driving back from her funeral and I was listening to some Joni Mitchell. And, you know, I, I, you know, I realized, wow, you know, I, I haven't played in a long time. Why aren't I playing as an adult? Why aren't I picking up the piano? I thought it was going to be the piano. Why aren't I picking up the piano again and just playing and, and loving it? But uh, and so I, I made that decision right there and then upon reflection. I, I, I truly have a philosophy that, you know, when our loved ones pass away, the greatest gift they give to us is a time to reflect. And, um, and that's what my godmother did. She allowed me to reflect because I realized how short life is. And uh, as again, the business of life can get in the way. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to redo music because I love it. I love listening to it. But why wasn't I playing it? And so I, when I made that decision, uh, piano was a lot more expensive than a guitar. Got <laughs> so you, yes. I said, I think I'll pick up guitar. And <laughs> of course, you know, uh, I was like, oh, um, you know, I know how to read music. I, I took lessons, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll be really easy for guitar. Well, I think it's like 10, 12 years later, I'm still learning. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, so, and so that's how... Um, that uh, came about with re getting myself reintroduced to music and then realizing 
uh, how much it feeds my soul. It is so important to me, and I absolutely love it. Well, feed our souls with uh, with a, with a song. I mean, Adriana is going to 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 play. I am. Go for it. Okay, so I am going to play because I am a Canadian and I love Leonard Cohen. I'm going to play you a Leonard Cohen song. Um, Hallelujah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. 
Wow. Episode 25 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Adriana Girdler, a person of many talents. Adriana, I love that song. You did that song in your country. Very, very proud. Thank you so much, Fox. I so appreciate you uh, inviting me to your podcast. And and before we, we, we take off, we have a, a final question. We know that not all heroes wear a cape, but you mentioned to me before that His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and Maya Angelou were two of your greatest inspirations. If you had the opportunity to take a three-hour car ride with one of them, who would you choose and why? Um, oh, man, that is really hard. Can I do them both? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, if I had to choose, so you're asking me to choose. If I had, you know what, I, I'd probably choose Maya Angelou, um, not because His Holiness the Dalai Lama is not amazing and would be amazing to speak to, but um, there's something I, I, I really feel as, as a female, speaking to another female who I just have so much regard for, um, and unfortunately, it's not with us on this earth anymore. Um, I would have, I would love the opportunity to just chat with her for three more hours. It would be amazing. I concur, and I would, I would uh, sign up for that as well. Maya Angelou, uh, person of great wisdom among many things. Adriana, and to, to end, end here, two things. How can people get in touch with you? Plug your website. Plug your books. And who would you like to hear? on an upcoming podcast? Um, well, from a, people can get in touch. There's two ways you can get in touch with me. Uh, my main site is cornerstonedynamics.com. And, uh, but I also have this now new site called myvisualvisioning.com because I'm so passionate about visioning and I really want people to know they don't have to struggle and that they can live a life of passion and purpose. Everyone can do it. So uh, that's a new site that uh, we've been working on for about the last six, seven months, and it's now live. So that's myvisualvision.com, and the workbooks are on there, et cetera, but also Cornerstone Dynamics. And uh, I got email addresses on there. I always welcome conversations, social media as well, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, you know, at Adriana Girdler. Uh, people can always get a hold of me that way. For sure, for sure. And thank you so much. It was very thoughtful of you to allow me to do my plug. Absolutely, absolutely. And who would you like to hear on an upcoming podcast? Um, wow, that's a really good question. I, I'm open to everybody and anyone. I mean, um, you know, even some of the other TEDx people were really cool individuals. Yes. Um, you know, it would be cool. Um, Colin, the, our, the, the, the youngest speaker 
he was, he's focused. And I just found that to be intriguing. In fact, my son who came with me really liked him as well. Uh, So he may be someone of of interest for people to know uh, this young person who actually is quite focused in life. I agree. We've I've actually been in touch, and he will be on here hopefully before the end of the month. That would be awesome. Let me know. I want to. I want to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. So it results that your wish is is my command. Fox, you are you're an amazing, inspiring individual, and uh, your talk was brilliant. So for your listeners, man, they when your video comes out, it's a must watch. So. Thank you. I had I had a blast doing it, and and really um, the the most fun was was meeting everybody, and of course including you. Um, just became more inspired. That was just an awesome weekend. It was. It was brilliant. It was a, a something I'll never ever forget. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I'm I'm sure that that many will not forget this interview. Adriana, you have been great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fox. You're welcome. That will wrap up episode 25 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Adrian and I will talk at you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have. Living's good when my hands are bleeding, trimming bushes, pruning trees on the tractor, transporting feed. Here I am, a farmer's son, two strong hands, and a green thumb. Here I am, a farmer's son, two strong hands and a green thumb. I grab a drink and out to the stew. Where my chicken scurry invaded cool on the ATV to the long splitter bag bomb ready for dinner. Here I am, a farmer's son, two strong hands. And a green thumb Here I am A farmer's son Two strong hands And a green thumb From sunrise To sunset To Mother Earth I'm in Dead. 
Here I am, a farmer's son, two strong hands and a green thumb. Here I am, a farmer's son, two strong hands and a green thumb.